This episode of FileMaker Talk is sponsored by FileMakerCloudServers.com, offering dedicated FileMaker cloud servers for clients worldwide starting at $119.95 per month. Learn more at FileMakerCloudServers.com. Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre, and today my guest is Jonathan Fletcher. Welcome. Hi, Matt. So this is interesting because you have expressed interest in actually doing some podcasts of your own. You have some guests lined up. Uh, talk to me about why you're getting into this. I wanted to talk to people about how they did their FileMaker business, how they sell, how they price, how they hire and fire, how they do project management. I wanted to talk to people who've been doing this for years because... You know, I I have an interest in, in, in hearing what other people do. And I thought, well, wouldn't other people also like to hear that too? So why don't I record those conversations and uh and and share them? I totally agree. I think the the thing that I have had the most joy with in this podcast is it kind of gives you a reason to talk to anyone you want in the FileMaker community. And if you want to talk to them, probably other people want to hear from them as well. So Yes. There's definitely something to that. So are you more interested in the business side or the technical side, or what are the areas you're really going to draw out? I am more interested in the business side because that's a side that doesn't get talked about much. Uh, there's podcasts and, and listservs and forums where everybody talks about, you know, the technical, you know, how to do a calculation, you know, how, you know, how to uh, format the server and stuff like that. Nobody talks that much about project management and and employees and pricing you know you hear some talk about pricing when when the uh, when the value pricing debate gets heated up but mm -hmm. uh, most of the time you hear very little about how people actually run their business sure and yeah. an, an issue like value pricing i mean we've had i've had that discussion with several people over the years and it only ever really gets to a certain level of depth too you know uh, you don't right. really talk about I think reviewing like specific projects where it really worked well or really didn't work well or something like that would be right. quite valuable. Well, let well, me also just step back and say I'm really glad that there's another voice coming to the to the mix of the of the FileMaker community. So I, I strongly welcome you, and I'm going to be running the recordings that you make with people on the FileMaker Talk podcast. So our listeners are going to be very lucky to have another voice added to the mix, as well as as well as me and Matt. So thank uh, you very much you, for now you're putting the pressure on. Oh, I'm just I'm just telling you I'm really glad and I'm very happy that you're, you're doing this. Okay, well I, I am too. I've been excited about it. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I'm glad we finally uh, got it off the ground. I know. Here we are. <laughs> it did take a while, didn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot longer than since I talked to you about it. Yeah, well, I think I probably... Th I, I think back to when I first started with the podcast thing, back with Dan Weiss. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> so long ago. I think I've done almost 200 interviews now on all the Holy podcasts cow. combined. Wow. And we're coming up on episode 100 of FileMaker Talk. Uh, nice. So, but I've had other podcasts as well as this one. Uh, this is the one that I really like for getting deep into a subject. We can talk for an hour on, you know, anything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I really like FileMaker Success Tips podcast because mm -hmm. it's really short. It's really pithy. It's it's uh, entertaining. It's uh, And they talk about, you know, bite-sized chunks. But mm -hmm. sometimes I think, well, gee, that could, could have been stretched out into a half an hour, you know, because sure. you could really get into a lot more about, about that particular detail. 
Yep. So, yeah, those guys uh, are awesome, and they're they're. I love that they actually are on a regular schedule. They meet weekly. They record a whole bunch of segments. They get it all totally dialed. Their production process is beautiful. And this is not quite as serious as a hobby for me, especially lately when my business is going crazy. Um, let, t- tell me about your business. And- well, I'm a, a, a uh, independent consultancy, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm certified uh, about ready to pull the trigger on my FBA. And... Um, I mean, I've got all the application in. I just need to send them the, send them the file. Oh, I didn't realize you weren't an FBA yet. You're going to love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, mm-hmm. being part of the, you know, the official elite. But I'm, I'm certified nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. So uh, in that respect, mm-hmm. um, um, I get um, a good deal of respect in my local community. Sure. I'm also the, the, the coordinator for my local user group. Mm-hmm. So actually, we changed the name to Developers Group at uh, Stephen Gallagher's suggestion. Interesting. That's what so, I call mine too. Yes, because it really is more about development than that. That keeps. I think you users can come to it and get something from it, but it really needs to be primarily open primar- uh, to developers to be able to share information at a high level. Right. Right. And that's what Stephen said. And 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 we've we've always kind of been that. Uh, we have a. a, a a few hobbyists that that stop in every once in a while, but mostly we are serious developers, in-house and um, and independent. How many people do you get coming to your meetings every month? Well, we had about ten last month. Uh, it was really good because um, we had the DevCon review, uh, and so that generated a lot of interest. Um, but typically, we'll have you know five to eight people. Hmm. You know, for a, a smaller town. I mean, we're not Portland, where you, where every time you turn over a rock, you find a filemaker developer. It's but, true. Um, but we're um, uh, and and there aren't that many around here. But uh, filemaker is nice because they'll they'll do a mailing for us when uh, when they host a a new a new product mm-hmm. demonstration. So they'll come in and, uh, and so they'll send to their whole mailing list for the area. They won't give us the mailing list, but they'll send a notice out to their whole mailing list. And so, uh, those times we'll have 40 to 50 people. Wow. At, uh, uh, at a hotel and they'll rent the hotel and they'll bring in pizza and stuff. And, um, and they really do a nice job and we get to capture those who come. Right, um, exactly. Uh, because we there, there's a registration, and so they'll register, and so we've captured those. So we have about 90 on our mailing list, and hmm. we'll have five to sometimes 12, as many as 12 people in a regular meeting. That's good. Yeah. It's It takes a long time to kind of build up the community. I'm not really sure why. I mean, I'm, I feel very lucky to be in Portland where there are so many FileMaker developers. Of course, there's other places where there's more. I mean, San Francisco, L.A., that have a lot more people even than here. Um, sure, but for a mid-sized town, you've, you've got quite a few. Right. Yeah, we've got, well, the population of the Portland metro area is about 2 million people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's about 250 people on my mailing list for our group. And we get 20 to 40 people showing up every month, typically. Nice. So it's good. There's, there's some definitely. It's a good enough size where you get really good discussion on any, without having too many. Like if you have, you know, a hundred, hundred and fifty people, it would be like there would be a lot of people in the room would just never speak. 
Yeah. But when you get 2040, everybody kind of hears everybody's voice, you know. Sometimes, actually, when we have a smaller meeting, we'll go around and, and actually have everyone introduce themselves and, you know, ask a question or say something, which I think is good. Sure. So, uh, do you have any employees at your company? No. Just you? Are you thinking about growing? I'm trying to, yes. Uh, I've uh, tried some some subs that haven't worked out. Uh, I tried a protege, but unfortunately, he was my <laughs> he was uh, one of my daughter's boyfriends, and she fired him. So, oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to also at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of awkward. So, um, but uh, a real smart guy. I just you know, so I'm st- still looking for. Um, a protege, yeah, somebody, somebody I can train up in the way that he should go. I recommend it. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've trained a lot of FileMaker developers over the years, not by like actively training them, but by just sort of having them shadow and giving them projects and um, working with them on the area that they have expertise in and as part of their day job. Mm-hmm. And then after a year goes by, all of a sudden they're really good at FileMaker, you know. And yeah, some of them have actually good, changed it? careers and become FileMaker developers, which I love to see. Awesome. A conversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have a friend uh, uh, in town, uh, Alan Bird, who is an FBA. And he has two people, uh, that two young guys that that he's training, and they are awesome. Hmm. And... Uh, um, if he wasn't a good friend, I'd try to steal one of them because they're, they're really good. Hmm. Well, I think you can make your own. It takes effort to do it. I've got job postings out now because I'm trying to hire another person. Um, sifting through resumes, interviewing people. Boy, I see people with just – some of the resumes I'm getting are, are a trip. They People who've had really intense careers and have worked in all these different languages – I don't know. Of course, I could actually interview them, and they could say, "Oh, you don't pay one hundred and thirty thousand a year." Well, I'm not going to talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what what they'll what I'll get when we get to the that point. But I'm looking to hire an entry level person, kind of like what you're saying, a protege, and yeah. train him up. But I don't think I want an intern. Uh, I guess interns don't have a really high rate of turning into long term employees, so they kind of have some other. Um, they definitely have value when you get your company to a certain size, but you have, right. I don't think you can, I don't think you can have a two, three person company and have a couple of interns. I think you got to be maybe five, 10 people, um, to, to get value, to be, have a value for the company to having them do work where there's types of projects that they can actually contribute and also have it be really good for the intern where they've got enough, um, knowledge coming from different sources and stimulation and stuff to really make it thought-provoking and useful for them, you know? Right, yeah. The first couple people you hire have to be really serious about FileMaker. Yeah. And uh, they really want to do it. And uh, I just haven't found that person yet. Yeah, well, you know, you will. It's like it's like telling someone, that right man's out there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had to say that to my daughters a few times. <laughs> Yeah, not like that though. I hope. <laughs> well, no. It, I'm just kidding. W- when they, uh, you know, when when their heart is broken, you oh know, sure, you gotta, you gotta. So, anyway, um, <laughs> we have to keep it light here. We have to keep it funny. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I, my, my nose to the grindstone. I'm, I'm, I'm really serious about FileMaker, but uh, I think this should be fun because I get to talk to a lot of different people. Oh, definitely. So um, who are some of the people that you're really hoping to talk to in the next uh, you know, several months of doing these interviews. Obviously, you know, Kirk Bowman is great because value pricing is something he cares about really right. deeply and he loves well, talking about. The, the reason why I wanted to talk to him about that mm-hmm. is because there are people who, you know, continue to, to put it down. Mm-hmm. And um, so Kirk kind of saw the light about five years ago at, uh, uh, at DevCon. And, uh, and, he he was against it at first. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. It didn't make any sense. And and so what I wanted to do with him was check in with him on okay, so how is it going, and wh- how do you sustain that? And and is it something that's self sustaining or is it something you have to continually put effort into? Um, and what are some of the pushbacks that you get? I think you should talk to Jesse Barnum, too. Okay. Because he's got some interesting... I don't know if I would say what he does is value pricing or if it's strictly hourly, but he's got some very different and very good ideas about how to do, um, you know, how to grow business and what types of projects to seek and what is easiest for customers to digest psychologically and to buy into, Um well, and he does have a wide range of products. He does have a wide range of products, but still the bulk of his business is FileMaker Consulting. Really? Okay, Yeah, good. the products, I mean, um, well, the ScriptMaster, their free plugin, mm-hmm. um, is a great lead generation source. Oh, um, I bet. So in addition to being a, a really wonderful contribution to the community and this great tool that does all this stuff for free, it also produces revenue because there's a pro version of it that unlocks SQL and other capabilities. And the ability to distribute it as a plugin that you can make and distribute it to your solutions. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, Matt Petrowski in, in Theme uh, Studio has actually bought a license of the Scriptmaster plugin, built in his own commands for it, and distributes it for as part of uh, Theme Studio, which is pretty cool. Right. And he also he also distributes with Theme Studio. Uh, a theme that he designed as a redesign for one of my solutions. Oh, cool! Yeah, and which which the customer really likes, by the way. Oh, nice! Yeah, I I then took their solution and and applied it to it, and it worked out really well. Yep, I think that UI, which is another huge. Well, we're getting into the the development side of it, but I think um, right, it's so. I think we're kind of in this uh, revitalization period where developers are really taking UI seriously, which they should. Um, well, it's even gone beyond that um, um, to uh, UX. Uh, right, you, you exactly. The term it's the total user experience, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't know whether that's just a way to 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 separate themselves, <laughs> those people to separate themselves from. Oh, I don't do UI; I do UX. I don't know if it's that, or or if they're just being more comprehensive about the idea that um, how the person feels when they're using the product sure how it does it make their work easier is it something that's enjoyable to use i think uh, uh that's really cool that people are serious about that these days oh definitely well you know think about uh think about the last apple product that you took out of a box you know apple gets ux so not only did they get the ui of actually having the tool be good and functional and easy to use 
uh, whether it be an iPhone or an iPod or whatever. But the box, I mean, how it's just packaged and all the other parts of it, I think, I think that's kind of the difference. Uh, if I had an easier way to explain it was it's the whole cycle, not only just the look and the feel of the tool itself, which really does lead to how you feel about it and you know, what oh, kind yeah. of impact it makes on your, on your day. Well, that's why everybody does those unboxing videos, you know, the, mm-hmm. of the Apple products. That's you know, true. <laughs> the un- unboxing porn, they call it. You know, <laughs> the, the people are just so uh, uh, enamored with with how well uh, Apple does that. That's true. And I'm not sure when we're actually going to be releasing this podcast. Hopefully soon. But as we sit here, it's the 10th of September, and it's 10 o'clock. It's it's uh, 10 minutes before 10 a.m. And at 10 a.m. today, Apple's going to be releasing. Probably the iPhone 5S. We don't really know what's going to happen until they actually do it. <laughs> I'm going down to the store with my uh, with my tent right now. So we have to wrap up shortly then, huh? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I have stood in line for iPhones on more than one occasion. Oh, as have I. As have I. I have opened two stores uh, and uh, actually sat waiting for two OSs. Wow. So I'm, I'm quite in, into the, the waiting outside of Apple stores thing. All right. Well, you're my Apple brother in that way then because I've done – I haven't – I don't think I've actually opened stores where I was like one of the first people in the new Apple store. But that's pretty I have, cool. I have a couple of T-shirts. Hmm. And, 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 and I showed up at the second one with the T-shirt from the first one. And the regional manager was there. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's one of my stores too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I my first Mac was uh, 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 a 1984 Mac. Um, wow, the original. And yeah, I uh, well, we, that's <laughs> that's yeah. another subject. You um, go back like I me. Mean, my first one was the Mac SE. Oh, very soon after that. Not yes, that, not long long after. Still the 68,000 yeah, processor. Yeah, well, that was the machine that people were buying so that they could actually run Excel. Yep, they were they were the the. You know, most people don't know that Excel and Word were written for the Mac first, and so the SE sold a lot on Wall Street <laughs> and in accounting firms. Yep. So they could run Excel. I think most people also maybe don't don't remember that FileMaker was actually written for the PC first, <laughs> but it was called Nutshell. <laughs> yes, actually, a friend of mine has a box has the box of of from Nutshell. Hmm. I don't think it really caught on much because when it went to the Mac. That's when it really started to gain traction. Uh, and that's when I started using it, actually on my Mac SE back in the day. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't pick up FileMaker till 3. Oh, when it went relational. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't remember the dark days before oh, yeah. that. Well, they, they, weren't, they weren't dark. They were great. Um, it had lookups and capabilities, and you know it only had certain features that you could do. But... There's some. There's still some things in FileMaker 12 that are very similar. You know, layouts <laughs> with yes. header, body, and footer. And I don't remember if they had some summaries back then. I think they did. <laughs> Were kind of the same look and feel as they are now. You know, not much else is, but that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and we've got a new one to look forward to real soon too. Yeah, maybe. You can't talk about that. Oh, I wasn't there. <laughs> Signing an NDA. <laughs> oh, well, I still make a point of never talking about anything unreleased that's uh, on the podcast myself. Anyway, well, well, look how long it's been. You know, that's even, true. E- even if you don't know anything, 
you know that something is you know coming that something before is coming. too long. Sure, yes. that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Because uh, FileMaker is pretty regular on that count. Yeah, I think they actually have a specific target um, to average over the years. Something like 18 months, two years, something like that in yes. between releases. So you can sort of take a look. If you look back for you know the last 10 years, you'll sort of see that that average has played out. Yeah. So it's common knowledge. Sure. Um, so let's see. Um, what other what other people are you really looking to talk to about uh, FileMaker business? Well, Jesse's a good idea. I also wanted to, and, and none of these people have been contacted um, uh, as of yet. Um, but um, um, there's a couple other people that I met at Pause, and mm-hmm. uh, and also listening to the the uh, recordings of the product conference gave me a lot of ideas of mm-hmm. who, who I would like to talk to. And you know, that product conference is coming up again. In fact, my next, uh, the next podcast I'm going to be doing is going to be an interview with Molly, who's running it again. It's going to oh. be October 21st and 2nd in Chicago again. Okay, then I don't have to, because <laughs> that was, I was going to think, wow, we should, we, I mean, I was thinking I should do that, do her, because um, that's totally down on this subject down this road sure i actually think a, a better thing to do would be to talk to some of the people who are the really large businesses there um about their approach and how they take a look at business um the speakers or the attendees yeah yeah the speakers well sure. actually and the attendees because really this is a very different kind of a focus than a posanera or a devcon this is yes. this is a product so whether it's a plugin that sells to the filemaker community or whether it's a like a vertical market product it's something that is, you know, that's kind of um, a little bit meta where you've got a lot of, you're building something that's actually a very focused thing that, that is related to FileMaker, but it isn't FileMaker purely, if that makes sense. Well, one of the things I noticed listening to, the, listening to the recordings was that a lot of that information would apply to a consultancy as well as a product company. Um, sure. You know, hiring, uh, legal stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, there, was a, there was a ton of ton of things um, that would apply all across the board. And so um, I, I think that anybody who wants, to, I mean, that's, that conference is really more the business of FileMaker, like the podcast I want to do. That I was listening to those, those recordings mm-hmm. and thinking, wow, she's already done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not in in general distribution, but um, well, you can buy not, them. They're, they're not free. Yeah, yeah, they're, but they're inexpensive. Yeah, you, can, you can buy them. Yeah, yeah, they're not real expensive. Mm-hmm. And but um, but a lot of the subjects I wanted to cover um, have been done really well in those recordings. Um, but uh, so that's a good uh, jumping off point for who to get. Yeah, for sure. I would recommend that. Well, um, I gotta um, uh, get looking at the Apple announcement coming up here in a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. <laughs> so, uh, is there any other, any stuff you want to add? Uh, you're gonna, I think you're you're going to be probably releasing episodes in the feed here in the in the near future, so people look forward to that. Well, um, I would like to talk to some of the um, the product companies, uh, Alan uh, Imbrato. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I met him at. Uh, at uh, pause. Sure. So I wanted to talk with him. Um, and, uh, I forget his name. There's a guy talking about legal stuff. 
at the product conference um, that I wanted to talk to him. It might as have well. been Joe Mastriani. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That that's happy software. It. Yes. Absolutely. He's a really great guy to interview because he's a serious, really serious into business and also just a really great guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I recommend talking to him. So, so all all the if the if any of these people hear this, um, you may get a call from me. Um, uh, and sorry for dropping names before you were notified. Oh no worries, they'll they'll uh, better to ask forgiveness than permission. So, um, <laughs> how would you like people to contact you? Well, um, I'm Jonathan at FletcherData dot com, and Jonathan is spelled. Uh, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. Uh, don't know how those other spellings got out there, but I know, that's, right? that's the way you spell it. Uh, Fletcher Data, F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R, data.com. All right. And, uh, and actually, uh, uh, volunteers would be great, too. But I, I will be contacting several people. All right. Well, thanks very much. Awesome. Nice Talk. talking to you, Matt. You, too. You, too.